Wake up. Leisha Bell is the founder of BLXVC, an angel syndicate of moms mobilizing money for black and brown women entrepreneurs. She's the deal flow lead for Pipeline Angels, a network of women and femmes. Leisha also advises the PayPal Ventures Black Lives Matter Fund and serves on the board for Black Girl Ventures. For more details, go to www.leishabell.com. Sandra Cummings, founder and creator of the Stocks and Stiletto Society, and I am here to talk today about my community of over 100,000 Black women investors. I'm really excited about this blossoming community where we are all about each one, teach one. And my background is in financial services, but I totally have so much more fun being the fearless leader of the Stocks and Stiletto Society. Hello, and welcome to Sisters with Ventures, the podcast where we amplify black and brown women who are angel investors. On this show, we will explore what is angel investing, how to become one, and why would you want to be one? We will discuss how the most marginalized women persevered to the very top of the investing spectrum. Whether you're making money moves or barely making money, listen up. I'm your host, Lee Chabelle, co-founder of BLXVC, an angel syndicate run by Black and Latinx women who are on a mission to represent ourselves and claim our seats on cap tables. Stay tuned. Cassandra Cummings. Thank you for joining me today. Glad to be here. So we go way back. Oak Town. <laughs> I think it was a party bus. It was a wine trip. A wine trip. Birthday celebration. Yeah. So we were connected through our mutual girlfriend and turns out we have a lot in common. I know. USC, Trojans, stand up. Fight on. Single mamas, stand up. That too. You know, and now, you know, supporting the movement of getting women into finance and investing and their money matters and all those things. Yes. Which yes. we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Wow. It's always hard to talk about myself, but a little bit about me. I am from the town, from Oakland, California. Say what? Yes. Born and raised and left here and ventured to Los Angeles Um, As a very eager and ambitious and bushy-eyed 17-year-old. Right. And didn't start at USC. Right. Because sometimes you got to take baby steps. That's right. To get to where you want to (laughs) go. I took quite a few little baby steps. (laughs) And eventually landed at USC, which really was a game changer for me. Changed my life. Opened up a lot of doors. Right. And it was my first crack at the financial world with public accounting. And Mm. so I went to work for one of the big four now Mm. and got exposed to a lot of different things in the finance world and just in business in general. Right. And from there, 
I had my daughter. I mean, I had my daughter before going into public accounting. So that was a rough ride because the time commitment is so enormous. Mm -hmm. So I decided to change tracks. I pivoted and went into teaching. Mm. And I was an actual seventh grade math teacher for LA Unified School District and taught math and I enjoyed teaching, but I didn't enjoy the bureaucracy that's set up in the public school system. And I thought it's got to be a better way to affect change. And that led me back into the world of finance, Mm. where I became a financial advisor for one of those companies that were too big to fail. Mm. I, and, I work for one of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's quite interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so it started my career in financial advisement and then went on with one of the more prestigious firms, Merle Lynch, and cut my teeth there and ended up leaving there and kind of hanging out my own shingle. And I had a really good girlfriend of mine who I was working with at the time, and she said, you should start a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And I needed like a cute and catchy name and did some research and came up with this name, Stocks and Stiletto Society. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm not the first one with this name. Mm-hmm. I just added the society on the end and created the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a star was born. A star was born. <laughs> so let's talk about your experience while working in financial services, mm-hmm. financial advisement. I'm sure you were one of a few mm-hmm. who looked like yourself. And they're doing it. Like, what was the aha moment you had about that industry? Well, number one, I was really young. I was in my late 20s. And I remember my mentor slash director at that time, she was a black woman. Mm. And so I was very fortunate that she was my introduction into the world of finance because she was able to open up some doors or really give me insight. So I wasn't really swimming alone. Right. So I was very grateful for that experience. But I think being young in the industry, she would always say, oh, you know, wait till you get some gray hair. And I'm like, should I go dye my hair? You know, Because <laughs> I didn't want to. Um, Is it bad to look too young in yes, advisement? And talk right? about money. Right. Because right? you're helping people with millions of dollars, potentially. Right. And so they're like, who are you? You, you know, you still have you know, <laughs> milk on your tongue. And what do you know right. about moving millions of dollars? you know, let alone. But as I sat down with people and they got to really see that I knew what I was talking about, Mm. it kind of changed their perception of me. So let's talk about your client base. Cause I think people Mm -hmm. need to understand what high net worth, ultra net worth, like how much money are we talking about? What we talk about (laughs) who your clientele base is, was. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much sat down with the gamut of, you know, Wealth. So it could be something as small as $5 million. It could be something even smaller than that. We've sat down and had conversations with people with eight, nine figures in wealth. And for me, it wasn't intimidating because coming out of financial services with the public accounting firm, I'm used to seeing numbers that large. Right. But I could easily see how someone could be intimidated by having those conversations about multi-millions, if not billions of dollars, but on an individual level, not so much, you know? Right. So how did you get to this level of comfort with like these big numbers? Because you're town business. <laughs> town you're, you're, business. You're town business. <laughs> you 
from right these streets right it's pretty grimy world it's mean game yeah it's kind of grimy <laughs> you know i just think that the streets taught me how to be fearless mm, you know yeah. go for what you want right? and fight for those things that you desire so i think that sort of grit is right. really hard to teach you grow up with you know you grow right. up in it it just becomes a part of your makeup your dna right yeah right so let's talk about the moment you discovered what your passion was. Mm. That, you know, mm-hmm. spotlight moment when you say, you know what? Well, I think that moment came when I was in the Socks and Stiletto Society. So you were still working your day job and running this Facebook No, group? no, because I had to shut off my day job. I basically left my job. Oh, okay. You can't do Both. Um, yeah, conflicting business interests, right? Is that because you're in financial services? Yes. Okay, because so. a lot of people got side hustles, but you mean in the... <laughs> yeah, I basically okay. had to shut one off, start another one. So I had to ramp up quickly. Or yeah. go broke. Yeah, and I did. <laughs> And most people don't see that part Mm. of this entrepreneurship journey. I did, you know. I didn't go broke in the sense of, you know, not having anything to eat, that type of broke. But my savings dried up really quick Mm. on this journey. But I kept going because it was either keep going or go and get another job. Mm. And so having to have that choice in front of you, it's going to make you work your tail off to do something different. But I say, as far as my passion, it really came out of the Stocks and Stiletto Society. Yeah, I think the passion um, came when I saw the number of people that were getting added to the group. And also from me not having to chase people. Right. Because in the financial advisement world, you're constantly chasing people. You've got a team, secretary, Schedulers, everybody's just chasing, chasing people. And then it was just a different dynamic to have people coming after me. Like, hey, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. That was very different for me. So let's back people into this group that's now over, I don't know, 80,000, 100,000, 100,000 people called Stocks and Slow Society, which is a Facebook group. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk about what magic happens in your community. Ooh, I think the magic of it all is that women are so collaborative. I think that I've created a culture yeah. where women love to share and they love to help other women win financially. Right. I don't think many other communities have that dynamic going on in their groups. And so we really work hard to keep that culture going inside of our online community. It's very difficult because money is very taboo and people don't like to talk about money. Women don't necessarily like to discuss money, but we really have worked tirelessly to make this a safe space to talk about money. Right. So, I mean, I'm in the group because... It's amazing. You got money. You got money. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get more money. Right, right. You know, I'm trying to keep going right. up. Right. All the way up. So it's up. It's up. It's up. It's up. So you have like, uh, is it stock tip, Tuesday's tips or something? Yeah. And you like, here's what's dropping on the market. Mm-hmm. Let's chat about it. Yeah. Right. So you got all these comments talking about, what do you think about this? Well, I did my homework. I was like, this, it's going to take over the market, take over the world. I'm going vegan. Right. Whatever. <laughs> and I was like, click, let me go buy some. I mean, mm-hmm. and I just think the power of the network yes. is because 
Financial services is intimidating, right? And it's scary. And we think of like old white guys. Right. Who necessarily may not trust with our money, <laughs> right? And so I think the bond of the sisterhood is like, you know, these people got my back. Yep. We are a family mm-hmm. and we are really just like doing it mm-hmm. together. So let's talk about one of your clicks, which is called Queens of Capital. Yes. Because we're going to get into our angel section here. Okay. And so you have this like power group within the society mm-hmm. that's really focused on powering individual financial goals on a very high touch yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. And so you called me up yeah. and I was like, girl, we need angel. We need some angel investing. Yeah. Why was that important to add to your curriculum? Well, the Queens of Capital is a new group that I created and it was really designed to help women elevate their overall net worth. So we weren't just going to look at the stock market. We weren't going to just look at real estate. But how do we elevate your net worth from a holistic standpoint? Mm. And I thought infusing some angel in there would give it a nice twist, if you will, because a lot of the black women in my particular group haven't been exposed to angel. And I thought this would be a great way to introduce them to some opportunities that really have been coveted for white men. Right. Yeah. Right. And we have a lot of, you know, black women owned businesses. I mean, Forbes even made that fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. And who better to support them is other women that look like them who actually have money. Right. Right. So full disclosure, I teach your angel class in the Queens of Capital. And you do a fabulous job. Thank you so much. (laughs) And we have a group of aspiring angels Mm -hmm. and accredited. So Uh, as you know, accredited angels need a certain net worth to be mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. invest according to SEC regulations. Yes. But the beauty is really around the aspiring angels. Yes. And the conversations and dialogue we're having about getting them to in position. To accreditation. Yes. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your angel investing journey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we know you a stock queen. <laughs> How do you tiptoe over to angel? You know, I've been intrigued by it because my career has always been in business. And so I've just always sort of been intrigued as to how companies can grow and scale at certain levels, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the angel aspect of it gives you some optimism, if you will, because you're putting an investment in someone who could potentially grow to some of these blue chip type level companies. Right. Right? Because most of these companies started off small at one point. Right. And then they've grown, you know, into these ultra large companies. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And they kept being hungry. Right. <laughs> That's right. why they, you know, ended up ballooning to where they are right now. <laughs> so what was your first investment and why? So my first angel investment you brought to me, you brought to the Queens of Capital, and it was Fresh Bellies. Mm. And it was uh, organic baby food, which I thought was really good because there's a whole shift going on into wellness and eating healthier. And who wouldn't want that for their kids? Right. Right. And so I thought it was a great introduction into angel because this particular opportunity she had some things in place that 
the typical startup doesn't necessarily have in place. Right. So that was intriguing. And you, your baby's grown. I got a grown baby. Grown baby. No <laughs> longer needs baby food. No, not at all. <laughs> but when she starts to have kids, I would like for that to be an option. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As we talk a lot about like building for the next generation, yes. investing in the next generation, mm-hmm. and want people to think about investing into entrepreneurship as that type of investment as well. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What kind of community do you want for your children, your great grandchildren? Mm-hmm. You know, like continuing this legacy. Right. So can you talk about you made your first die <laughs> yeah. and then you kept going? That's you true. know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to keep going. I want you to keep, keep it going. Okay, you feel like you're working that muscle. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing now? <laughs> are we doing that now? Yes. Yes. So some of the opportunities that have come up have just been just too good to pass up. Right. You know. I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I know what it's like to need capital. Um, Luckily for me, that runway has been relatively short, but I do see a bright light for many of the entrepreneurs that I've invested in as black women, black and brown women, because Fresh Bellies is a Latina-based company. But the other ones, I feel that based off of their profiles, based off of what I've been able to see on the financials, these companies look very promising. Right. So we are good and grown. <laughs> grown, grown. Grown, grown. <laughs> okay. And have made some great strides mm-hmm. and still in our walk. Yes. Our wealth walk. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a sea walk, but it's a wealth walk. <laughs> w walk. Right. <laughs> you know, LA writers have to throw that in. So what would you say to the aspiring group who's not there yet? Mm-hmm. trying to get there, you know, trying to increase their net worth. Mm-hmm. You know, what words of wisdom do you have for them? Keep going. Yeah. yeah, just keep going. I find that when you're consistent and you have that stick-to-itiveness, that it's unbelievable the types of doors that will open up for you. I just think about had I not kept going with socks and stilettos when I didn't have a lot of money. Right. All of these women would not probably have a safe place or they would be getting that community from someone else. And so it's okay to play small because you have to. Right. But at some point, you just got to keep going because you never know who is watching you and who may need what you have to offer. Right. Yeah. I think one thing that we want to encourage our community is to, as you mentioned, being fearless, yes. taking on risks, mm-hmm. because typically we are risk-averse people. Very much right? so. And it has to do with the, our history. We have trust issues. Predatory lending. <laughs> we got, we got issues. redlining. All that slavery. Yes. All that is kind of built into like our DNA. Mm-hmm. And we have to unlearn some of that. Oh, yes. But it's very regressive, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like We need to be progressive. We need to figure out how to get to our first million. I mean, this is what we're trying to get to our first million. Yeah. Right. And we know the number one way to do that is home ownership. That's like step one. And, you know, continue from there into 
getting into more asset classes, more investments, and mm -hmm. getting into more riskier things, you know, like angel. Yeah. So you have to start somewhere. But if you, you know, in business school, I learned risk versus reward. Yes. You know, if you take little risk, you get little, little reward. reward. Yeah. Like that savings account, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's not fuzzy math. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> right. So... I am so excited that, you know, you are one of my favorite social media influencers. Oh, thank you. But I know so you in real life. <laughs> right. But I mean, you pound the pavement every day. I do. On the interwebs. I do. <laughs> you know, and what I love about you is that you do it in your authentic, yeah. non-stuffy, girl from the town. Yes. <laughs> We here. We about to do this. Let's get lit. Yeah, we got to keep it 100. Keep it 100. <laughs> we got to keep it real. <laughs> you know, and it's made me, yeah. you've expanded my knowledge on oh, stocks good. and watching the market. And yeah. I'm still bitter about the Tesla slot. slot <laughs> you missed out on I missed out on that. Money. So I have major FOMO. <laughs> but, you know, we have to seize these opportunities. Yes. Right. And let's benefit from these opportunities. And what mm -hmm. I love about you is that you reinvest. So yes. as much as you are blowing up the streets, <laughs> you know, you're replanting, resowing those seeds mm -hmm. for us to grow and for us to come up with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be lonely at the top, you know? Right. Uh, as my daughter would say, <laughs> mom, don't let money change you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that much. <laughs> and so I'm really trying to stay true to that. <laughs> so know great people around me to keep me grounded and to you know make sure that I'm having those checks and balances you know that right. as you know I'm on my wealth walk right bringing women along you know I stay true to myself so, right yeah I can appreciate that you come a long way since those bug bunny checks you had <laughs> stocks and soil society and all things that you're building right now well the best place is to get on facebook and join our community the stocks and soil society we're also on instagram um, so if you want to follow us there you can find us at stocks and Stilettos. well i think that's it for us thank you so much for joining me today yeah live from oakland california thanks for having me your hometown the town the town <laughs> Our very own Cassandra Cummings, Stocks and Soil Society. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the show. Please subscribe, tell a friend, check us out, let the world know. You can find out more information about this podcast at LeeChabelle.com. And remember, be an angel, invest. <laughs>